Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Jennifer Gilmore is the founder of Latte and Live, which is a community that's about more than just networking. And if you want to know what spilling the tea means, then you'll have to keep listening. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> now, Jen, I know you as the host of Latte and Live Networking, but tell me about your background and how you came to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, I'll try and keep it to the point because it has been a bit of a journey. Um, but to take you some years back, perhaps 10 years, um, unfortunately, I was in an abusive relationship mm. and it meant that I was restricted to how much work I can do. And eventually the easiest option for me was to just resign and um, leave my job. Um, Obviously, that's not the best option, but it was the safest option. Mm -hmm. And as I was at home, I didn't have uh, much money. I was really struggling. And so when it came to birthdays and different occasions, I would hand make gifts for friends and family. Yeah. And... It started from there. People asked me, where did I get them from or how can they buy them? And that was the birth of my first business. And that business actually helped me because it gave me a direction and a focus whilst unfortunately being in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, through networking, the people that I connected with and some I am still in contact with today... That gave me the confidence to um, see that I had a worthy product and actually that I was worth something more than what was happening at home. Mm. So I was able to escape that relationship and um, now I've passed on that original business to my husband so we both work at home. I have volunteered in different networking groups before and one which I think we might have connected in, maybe not, um, but it was Biz Mums Mm -hmm. and sadly that has closed due to COVID Um, but it was perfect for me in that moment because I was a mum to two children at the time and I didn't have to depend on anybody for childcare to network in my business so it was the perfect solution. And um, I found a love in making those connections and have continued to make connections in different ways. And obviously, my personal side of my story now and my passion is to raise awareness of domestic abuse. And I still do that today alongside Latte and Live. Yeah, you, you, you do a lot around that, don't you? I know you're an author, aren't you? Tell me something about your books. Yes, I. when I escaped that relationship, I was fortunate to be able to get support and I went on to a recovery programme and that's when I realised how common domestic abuse is. Mm. But unfortunately, at the time, there was no UK law um, for coercive control and that was what I predominantly experienced. So I decided to write a book. Um, it's based on true events, that of my own and other women, But the idea is to be able to pass it on to somebody that you think may be in that situation. And it's a bit different from a leaflet or a pamphlet because 
you know, those jargon words like coercive control, domestic abuse, hoovering, manipulation, gaslighting don't play a part in it. It's you follow the story yeah. of somebody going through that experience and by the end of it are educated on what an emotionally abusive relationship could look like. Mm. And the goal for that book was to help one person and I've helped hundreds and hundreds of um, people through that book. So I'm really happy with where that has taken me on my journey. And it's also given me the ability to connect with other survivors of domestic abuse and also those that work in the domestic abuse sector as well. Yeah, I think, think that's wonderful. And, you know, just brilliant that you felt able to share your experience to to help other people because unless people like you do that it's probably harder for other people to to escape like you did Mm -hmm. and I think it was a risky move I'm not going to lie I was really scared the night before my book was due to come out I had a massive panic attack Mm. because Ultimately, it's almost like leaving a doorway open in a way is is how I thought about it. Mm. But the rewards seemed much greater, you know, hearing the stories of how it's helped. And sometimes these are now from complete strangers. You know, they haven't connected with me online. They've been passed that book from a friend or they found it online. And, you know, it's worth it for that because nobody should have to suffer in silence and be alone. Yeah. And it's great to hear that that networking played a part in that for you. Um, You know, we often think about networking very much along business lines and you're connecting with other business people, but it's so much more than that, isn't it? Yes, well, I think you can't run a business without networking in the same way because it meant that I wasn't alone in the journey for one which was such a big (laughs) difference to me Mm. Um, obviously spending so much time feeling isolated and alone and not having you know losing friends and family to having made friends within the business sector and uh, the domestic abuse sector that gave me reassurance and a place to have conversations and be supported as well as being able to support others as well Mm. so I think networking can if I suppose it's the word that can confuse people but ultimately it's building relationships isn't it that have we all have the same you know lifestyle or desires or goals and we're living our lives um, on that path aren't we of self-employment yeah absolutely so tell me a bit more about Outfox which is the business that your your (laughs) husband now runs I believe Yes, so I got really busy with my work in the domestic abuse sector and um, he um, was a big part in my journey um, with domestic abuse. He was actually my manager at work and recognised that things weren't right and helped me get out of that situation, which meant he gave up his work where he was a manager. He just decided to move three and a half hours down the motorway and gave up his life. And he demoted himself from that to being a, a healthcare worker, um, a care assistant. Mm. And it came to a point where I was able to um, say, look, do you want to work at home with me? Because I can't manage, um, you know, doing my writing and the domestic abuse work as well as um, Outfox. So 
I gifted it to him. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure whether he's happy about that or not, really. Um, it's He's definitely trying to make it his own because you can imagine it's quite different when you're taking somebody else's um, nest egg on or mm. vision. And I think he has really started to make it his own um, recently. So I'm really glad about that. And it's nice to work alongside him, I guess, at home. <laughs> And so tell me something about what Outfox does these days. Yes, so originally we, uh, you know, we started off in the gift side of what of the world, and we, you know, it still does that to a certain extent. But with the printing and embroidery, it's um, tend to supporting and supplying businesses with their workwear or marketing materials, and so that's where Outfox plays a part. However, there is a bit a bespoke area that um, my husband actually was trained on and that is the printing of aluminium products and before the coronavirus outbreak um, he would be printing um, things for Carlsberg or Mm. um, he supplied um, aluminium printed jewellery pieces that were fixed together and sold in museums and he did work on um, some designs for the RAF and Van Gogh's work as well so it's um it's quite bespoke and unusual but it's um you can't once you've had a um a piece of you know that work it certainly stands out and you don't want to throw it away so he's also adapted that to using it for business promotion as Mm. well so things like fridge magnets and key rings or bookmarks. Um, yeah, so I'm probably doing him a disservice, but <laughs> it's very unusual. <laughs> yeah, who knew that that was a, was a thing? <laughs> <laughs> so what was it that made you decide to set up Latte and Live, which is how I know you? Yes, so obviously um, we all know what happened last year in terms of (laughs) COVID and sort of speaking to you in gritted teeth about that, I guess. Um, And do you remember when good old Boris Johnson said, you know, lockdown, I think it was three to six weeks, we were told. Mm -hmm. So I've got to be honest, as being self-employed and my husband, we were both obviously worried about what was going to happen yeah. but we also felt that we couldn't put this in a in the public domain you know on our public profiles and we felt quite alone in it mm-hmm. so I said well let's open a Facebook group and offer it to other people who maybe are concerned and worried as well and we opened it just before we went into a national um, lockdown and the idea was for it to be there through those three to six weeks and to support business owners um, because we we just wanted to do something mm-hmm. and obviously it didn't last three to six <laughs> <laughs> weeks did it <laughs> so that wasn't the plan I guess I could say it's a bit like Joe Wicks when he <laughs> dedicated himself to doing something and um, it became a, a place for not only people to come and vent and be worried and um, share what they do, but then we started collating threads of um, information to do with business updates in the UK and beyond, mm-hmm. and also the grants and the funding that were available so that everybody could hopefully find something that would help them through this time. And after about three months, um, 
we realised we were spending way much more time on this Facebook group because it was getting busy and everybody was getting fantastic sales and collaborations and we were just thinking, why why is this happening and why are we spending so much time on it when we're not doing anything for ourselves? Mm. So... I asked a couple of the members in there to for their thoughts and ideas and it was one of the members that actually originally suggested to create a premium membership for networking and so that's how it was born. Uh, Latte and Live was a Thursday thing and it was just getting a coffee and talking and having that fun sort of holistic approach to um, getting through the pandemic and obviously you've seen it flourish into Mm. its own self today I would like to call it a happy accident but now it has a plan and a purpose (laughs) (laughs) so tell us about the the format uh, of your networking meetings because it's a little bit different to other people's I think Yes, I think you enjoy them, Liz. When you call it, oh, that's what I, that's what I hope anyway. So the, obviously, we we come together. I say everybody bring a drink, and we all find out what everybody's having to drink. And it started off as simple tea, coffee, and water, and now people are going down to the fruit tea, herbal tea, or, and whatnot, and we find out everything to do with everybody's drinking needs. <laughs> And we have a key icebreaker at every session and the icebreakers are there for us all to relax because I do feel that we there is a place for formal business but at the time when we opened this we needed to just have ha- relax and be human yeah. and be able to have a laugh with each other and actually going down that path um, meant that these relationships that were built were really quality relationships because mm. everybody were were going through the same motions. So these icebreakers, and we think up two every month. Um, they're always different. Sometimes we bring a favourite back, but they are also um, not just for fun. They bring a, a message behind them, and it's our point of the discussion. Um, every time we, we host one so and I think actually the, the meetings are then become productive because we're not just saying hi my name is and this is where I'm from and this is what I do but it's talking about something within business whether that's to do with social media or whether it's to do with bookkeeping or even self-development and you get these amazing conversations out of the session as well um, but yeah, I'd love to hear what you think, Liz. <laughs> I'd love to know how you come up with your icebreakers because I don't think I've done the same one twice yet. So you must have quite a bank of them now. <laughs> I do have a bank. Um, and Rob says, why do you have to think up a new one all the time? I, I, it just became a thing that I want it to be fresh <laughs> and bold and bright. And I just Sometimes I'm inspired by different game shows (laughs) and I'm trying to think about how I can make this a virtual um, happening. And sometimes I'm inspired by the things that my children have done at school. (laughs) Um, So it's a really, it's a wide variety, but um, the people that are there really enjoy it and still gain something from the icebreaker and ultimately it does what it says on the tin it it breaks the tension doesn't it and about worrying about a 60 second pitch you don't need to worry because we've all had a laugh and we can be a bit more um, informal about it (laughs) so where do the attendees come from I mean I suppose when you started it was 
the people that you knew that had joined your Facebook group. So it was probably quite local to start with, but it's certainly not now, is it? No, um, so I definitely have um, a lot of members in the Cheshire area and in the Yorkshire area, and that's because of the two areas that I've obviously worked in Mm -hmm. with um, the different businesses. But um, everybody started inviting their friends and telling other people and bringing people on board. And we have pockets of people from all of the UK as well as abroad. So we have somebody in Norway, a couple in the US, um, somebody in Sweden, and I'm probably missing out so many countries right now. (laughs) But if it's a service-based business, then it doesn't matter about where you are located. So... It's it's a good thing. Yeah. Now you've actually had some face to face meetings. Now you've had to travel around the country, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I've really enjoyed it to be honest, because it meant that I got to see everybody's legs instead <laughs> of a square box. Um, it meant that I had to get out of my pajama bottoms, <laughs> and I did get a little dressed up. But um, I obviously hosted one in Hull, which is where I got to meet you again yes. and share a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> and um, everybody got dressed up, which was quite nice and um, relaxed. And we just all had conversations around the table. And then we had one in Manchester, and that was the similar kind of setting. And literally just this week, Monday, and um, we had one in London as well, because I think the Southerners felt a bit left out. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought London would be a good place. <laughs> no, it's great. So what, what do you think it is about your network that keeps people coming back? Because some of those people um, you know, that, that I met in Hull, I've seen week after week on, on the networking. <laughs> I think it is... Uh, I think it's I think I'm going to have to ask members why they keep coming back but um, you know when I I, do, I think the members won't mind me saying but when we met in London we had these um, we shared challenges that we faced over the year mm. and stories and actually I think all of us at one point became emotional and welled up with tears mm. and I think it's actually building those quality contacts uh, which are becoming friendships now in Instead of um, quantity of leads that are not, you know, bringing in anything. And I think we are working alongside each other. We're not just meeting the masses. And I think that human element, again, is probably one of the reasons that people keep coming back. Um, But yeah, I think I need to ask members, really. (laughs) Now, Latin Live isn't just the, the Zoom meetings. You also have Latte and Learn and your Facebook Lives. Tell me something about those. Yes, so when everything started to come together in terms of a membership, I didn't want to just offer networking. I wanted to offer more than that. So the online workshops, um, aka Latte and Learn, became a thing. And it's I never host them myself. I always pay a guest... Um, expert to come in and deliver a workshop um, for us once a month so we have a Facebook um, blueprint person coming on this month Mm -hmm. and it's it's me I've met so many key people that can help other small businesses so I felt that I should 
bring them in. But we also have um, opportunities for you to promote your business as well. So you can be in a magazine with the, a collaboration we have with Steer Your Own Business. And I believe you took that opportunity oh, of Liz and it was a fantastic um, article there. Um, <laughs> we also have, um, you know, discounts for different businesses that we've collaborated with. And we also allow people to promote in the main group that we originally set up. Uh, re uh, in the beginning, we also hosted virtual pop-up shops and um, in lockdown three, we had a virtual high street, which had over 20,000 visitors. Wow. And it's finding a creative way to bring people in for that promotion, really. But I want to give people the opportunity to sell. Um, so I'm thinking of it from a whole approach when it comes to latte and live it's not just about networking it's about the virtual training and upskilling and the things that you need in your business it's about the promotion which is ultimately going to get you those sales and those new clients and it's about getting on to spilling the tea where you get to um, have a one-to-one -one session with other members as well that was actually my next question about <laughs> what is spilling the tea <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know where the um, saying came from, um, but it obviously in America it means, you know, give up the gossip, um, bring it out, which is our British version would be spill the beans, mm. I guess. So I thought this would be a perfect um, way to follow our informal approach to one-to-one -one sessions. And the amount of um, people that have said they have they've never done a one-to-one -one session before but mm. they've spilt the tea now <laughs> uh, it is it, technically it's a one-to-one -one session but i think the that some people are daunted by the thought of a one-to-one -one session for whatever mm. reason and so it's given um business owners a chance to come together and you know, work out, is there anybody there that could be referred to? Is there collaborations available? Is it, can we support one another online, on social media? Um, and working out how you can help each other, really. And uh, we have a little guide that goes with it so you can keep the conversation flowing. <laughs> um, yes, full of those puns. <laughs> So where do you see Latin Live going now? What, what's the future for it? Well, I think for accessibility, we will always remain online yeah. and we will continue to look at potential pop-up events. I would like to hold a conference, an alternative conference. It would definitely not be boring. Um, in the it would be Instagrammable, is what I'm thinking. Um, in the future, but I don't know um, if that's one or two years down the line. Um, but it's certainly given me the space to be creative with the skills that I've been building. You know, mm. since I was a teenager, I guess, and bringing them all together. And for me, it's a bit like yin and yang. The passion side of me is my domestic abuse work and helping people. But this area is the fun space that I get to be myself. And also, you know, it's a happy place for me as well. Yeah. Well, any conference that you organise, Jen, would definitely not be boring. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's a compliment or oh, not. Yeah, absolutely is. <laughs> so just finally then, if people are interested in joining Latte and Live or learning more about it, where do they go to? Really simple, latteandlive.com or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and it's the same at Latte and Live. Um, if you want to join the free group, all you have to do is search Small Business Networking Coffee House. It's yellow and black. You can't miss any of our posts. So you should be in the right place. <laughs> That's lovely. Thank you very much for being my guest. And uh, I look forward to spilling the tea with you again soon. Oh, thank you, Liz, for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.